0: Well, hello, hello there. This is Leticia Latino, your host of Back to Basics, and I have a special guest today all the way from Germany. Patricia Linner is an international best-selling author that also describes herself as a spiritual career alchemist, creative instigator, an empath, intuitive healer, and empowering mentor on the journey from seeker to finder. Hello, Patricia, and welcome to Back to Basics.
1: Hi, Leticia. This is so nice to have me on your show. I'm so excited to be here with you. And thank well, you for the beautiful introduction. Well, you know, I love it. And as uh, so I did
0: research on you and see the incredible things you do, you know, my favorite book ever is The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. So, you know, it's, uh, when I saw your description, I say, well, first, you're very creative, for sure, you know, to, because you the definitions you use for yourself are not you know, you can tell they're well thought out, they, they, there's a lot that you put into it, and there's not everybody defines themselves as how you define yourself. And so that makes me believe that this discovery of your own journey is going to be very, very interesting.
1: <laughs> definitely.
0: Definitely. So tell us a little bit about, you know, you're from Germany originally. I always want to know about your early years. What were you curious about? Who would you describe as young Patricia?
1: Okay, so let me just So what an interesting question. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect this, but I love to dive into that. So young Patricia was someone who loved to connect with people a lot. I guess I always have been highly creative. That was uh, the same when I was a kid. I loved painting, drawing, just acting as if there was magic around me. And I talked to those stuffed animals and (laughs) everything that I had. So... I was very uh, much in my imagination. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'd describe myself as someone who wanted to learn things because even before I went to school, I wanted to be able to speak English. Okay, That's um, very interesting when I look back because I, I said to other people, I want to be able to count to a 100 before I start with school. Mm-hmm. And so I always was very curious and I oftentimes didn't get any answers to my questions because people were like really annoyed by all my questions. Mm. And um, I was not really allowed to express myself in the way that I wanted to express myself. Mm,
0: That's so interesting. That's so interesting. So I I guess as you went on, obviously you kept some of that of those things that that represented you. But did you like the transition from a child to young adult to then the first steps into, you know, the working life? I know that you talk and we'll talk more about, you know, how to align Mm -hmm. one's career to to your life. Like, was that always align for you or you find like what you teach is really based on your own experience and what you had to do to align your life yeah. in terms of your career yeah. with what, what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So that's so true. So because this didn't stay all the time, I think I cut off and shut down a lot of the curiosity and the imagination, trusting my gut, being playful. So I, I, turned very much so because of the upbringing and the times I turned very much into someone who was a people pleaser so that's how I describe myself from this perspective now being this nice kid nice teenager my parents really never ever had big troubles with me because I was this nice girl Mm -hmm. all the time because I was afraid of the reaction of my dad who was Pretty strict. <laughs> and, um, so I had those big dreams of becoming, um, an artist. There is the saying, don't become an artist because you won't earn any money. <laughs> so the starving artist. So I just let go of this idea. I wanted to, to experience so many things, be it adventurous. And finally, and this is, this is really like a joke. I decided, after many ideas in my head, and I decided to become a teacher, mm-hmm. which is really grounded, which is a safe career, especially here in Germany, as you you can't get fired get fired. Mm-hmm. So this is really secure. You get money every uh, first of the month. and so was my career because this is something that um, is really grounded Mm -hmm. and your parents were happy with that I'm sure stable yeah yeah they they were happy with so I was the only one in our family who went to university so they were sort of proud and yeah having a safe job as a woman is perfect and so that's what I did and I really loved being a teacher because I loved working with kids uh, with young adults almost because I I focused on working with teenagers Mm -hmm. when I was a teacher yeah but there was this big safety aspect and fitting into the system Mm. somehow (laughs) <laughs> mm. And then at some
0: point you said, well, I'm fitting into the system, but probably I'm not that happy or you, you prompted change of some sort. So what, what, was there an aha moment? I always look for the aha moment or that uh-huh. because I, I really am convinced. And my audience has heard me say this so many times, but I, I, it's just the way it is that I always curious about that moment where you get unstuck from our own limitations and our own things Mm -hmm. that are holding us back from living our best life? And how do we jump and abandon ourselves to the possibility of what could be?
1: Yeah. So for me, that was not that easy. It was not a conscious decision. I went deeper and deeper into the system. So I climbed the career ladder. I became this leader in the system Training young teachers and coaching young teachers. And there was this proud around this. But, um, I'm really happy to share this. My body, my body told me that, um, I can't go on like this. So I was not really unhappy with the career. I was not really happy with the career, but I was proud mm-hmm. that I managed to climb the career ladder that I did it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, it makes yeah, sense. one day so after long months of dealing with pain in my body I could not get up in the morning and so I uh, took some time off yeah after one year without payment mm. I decided I want to go on with this and um then I needed a plan B of course <laughs>
0: Uh-huh, but the, hold um, on. So you didn't wait. You didn't you needed some time. So you took kind of a sabbatical. Yes. You say, I'm going to stop because yes. my body's yeah. talking to me and I don't feel good. OK. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there were some issues. I don't want to dive deep mm-hmm. in those issues because as a leader, you can't easily get one year off. And so there was the issues with my body, they stayed with me. So I couldn't start a business or do anything. So I really had to pay attention to my body's messages and the pain in the body. But I had this idea of there are so many things that interest me. And I did so many apprenticeships just Next to my career as a teacher, I did soul art just for my own development. I did improv for my own development. I learned about energy uh, psychology just for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I could really um, just package this up into something to help others not go down this path and walk this path of alignment and joy. Mm,
0: that makes total sense, and also it makes total sense because in doing research uh, about you, you know, you see you have a lot of like uh, uh, intuitive healer. You you are ancestral healer specialist. Like you have credentials to your to your certified soul art guide. You mentioned it, but like who knew that existed? If there's an apprenticeship in Germany, I'm very involved with apprenticeship programs here in the States, but I I am almost sure there's not an apprenticeship program on that. Um, so it's, it's really amazing that not only were you feeling this, you align these interests with what you were experiencing, but also you live in a country that allow you to gain some knowledge and skills That to base that, you know, out of, which is brilliant.
1: Yeah, so, but I I really need to admit that most of the things that I learned, so the ancestral guidance and family constellation and generation code I did in Germany, Mm -hmm. but most of the things that I studied Mm -hmm. were things that I studied in English. I read all my books in English. Mm -hmm. And so this is, I talked about this, uh, when I talked about my kindergarten time. So this stuck with me. That's very interesting. I love uh, learning things in English. I love taking apprenticeships in English. And um, so, yeah.
0: Very, very
1: interesting. Yeah. Part of the things were German, part of the things were English. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: So so now, and, and thank you for sharing that part of, you know, because that background story, I always find it so to be so important. But now you describe yourself as a human archaeologist, which to mm-hmm. me is very interesting. So why don't you share with us what's a human archaeologist? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's curious.
1: Yeah. So I thought that human archaeologist would describe me because I dig deeper into things, so into root causes of why things develop the way they develop, why people don't feel aligned, why people have those passion extinguishers and can't get rid of them. So I feel that I really can go very deep with people. And then I thought about this is the work of an archaeologist to go deep into what is hidden mm. and to bring gems and jewels to the light so that people can gain a different perspective on their lives, on their future path um, and see the brilliance, see the worth of who they are when they get rid of all the dirt. Mm-hmm. And so just talking in this archaeological language, just strip away everything that is no longer needed so that you can see Mm. the jewel and the gems and that's why I came up with archaeologists as one of the names I
0: love it I think I think it's uh it's brilliant and it makes total sense as as you explain it and so you founded the compass from within Mm -hmm. and it talked Talk to us a little bit about that. Is that a program? Is that a a sessions that you do? What is exactly Compass From Within?
1: Yeah, so up to now, I I didn't transition into programs or group programs because my specialty is really creating something that is tailored and customized uh, to the people I work with. So it is a process that I offer my clients and it is not like this... This session comes after this session and then the next session looks like this. I have this overview of the compass and whenever the person is ready to dive into one of the aspects of this compass that could be ancestral, that could be a creative aspect, that could be something out of childhood, that could be an aspect that is very intuitive And in the end, so I do it whenever they are ready. And I honor when they don't want to dive into creative stuff. So I have someone I work with, and she is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. She says, I totally can't do any of the art stuff. So I totally honor that. So we do something different that is in alignment with her. And oftentimes people open up after a period of time And they ask me, uh, maybe, could we touch upon this creative stuff as well? Then the time is ready. And in the end, they have this big map of who they really are. And when they look at the map, and so it also includes human design, for example. Mm -hmm. When they look at the map, they know, okay, this is me. And this is what I can do with my life when we talk career-wise. And they also know, this is what lights me up. Why did I quit this? Mm-hmm. This is an amazing thing. Or I should do more dancing. I should book dancing lessons. So this is really handing them a match, so that they can light the spark inside. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I love yeah. that. I love that, and I think, I think you know, in in many interviews, you know, it, it's funny because we have these these thing where we, as you say, we get the tendency to get into automatic pilot. And it's not that we don't remember what we like. We just get too busy and we let the business of the world to get on the way. And as we go to the gym and we go and we get fit and all that, but we don't do a lot of this work that you're describing. And that's, I really think that's why, especially after the pandemic, you see more of People interested in finding people such as yourself, mm-hmm. in finding podcasts such as this one, like where you say, "What can I do? What can I st- change to like really rediscover myself and rediscover that light?" And so, you you work with so many people. What would you say? Because I think this a lot of us that are on the podcast would relate to. What do you feel people get stuck the most, or why why do we get stuck? And uh, yeah, in your opinion,
1: yeah. So what I experienced is that most people get stuck whenever they feel that they want to expand. That could be... So most of the time when I work with people, it's career-wise or career-related, but oftentimes we touch upon relationships. So whenever they want to step outside of the familiar... Mm -hmm. outside of what they feel this is the field uh, that has this certain barometer to who they are they have this longing to have more Mm -hmm. and they try it and then and this is the moment where they get stuck there is either guilt or shame or fear or this avoidance because there is a secret Something underneath that could be from the ancestors that they are not allowed, in quotation marks, to earn more money, to have a better job, to have a loving relationship. And they don't know why they are pulled back into this familiar zone of comfort dash pain Mm -hmm. and so they they remain stuck because they feel like I'm paralyzed in here I don't know how to get out of there and then the worst thing that can happen is they numb themselves so that they don't have to feel this longing this passion for more and I guess oftentimes there is this underlying root cause that keeps them in this zone in this familiar zone and then they think adding things like material things could cure this feeling. But I, I totally believe that it is not about adding things, adding courses, adding things. And I, I know what I talk about. It's about letting go of and stripping away the layers so that they can really arrive at who they really are at the core. And they are magic. All of them are magic the way they are. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's a very interesting explanation. You know, the part that I love the most is because I, I asked this question before in the show and, and all the answers are, you know, similar in terms of, you know, we get paralyzed by fear. But the one thing mm-hmm. that you said or other reason, but the one thing you said that's different I never heard before and I think it would be very useful Is that you say when you're ready to expand, it's almost where you get stuck. It's almost counterintuitive because people think they get stuck because they're not ready to expand. They're not ready to go to the next level. I'm not ready to do that. And what you're saying is actually the opposite. Because you're ready, you're feeling stuck. That is very powerful because it's almost a call to action like, oh, my God, I'm ready. They're calling my name to move into my next phase, into my next new potential. Right. And unless I really take a deep look into what I'm about to do, I'm going to get stuck. I'm going to get sent. They're going to take the number again, uh, away yeah. and they're going to say, you're going to go back and keep doing what you were doing. You, you, you're you missing this train.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. That's, that's really powerful, I believe. And I do have to say that I personally have felt that even when you're aware of the expansion, when you're doing, I, you think you're doing everything you can, and you're even mm-hmm. trying to conquer fear because you say, "Yes, I know, I'm, I'm afraid, but I'm gonna, I have this." And you had you give yourself your pep talk. There's something sometimes that I do feel that holds me back, like something that I cannot put the, the finger on. So I do believe in that. That maybe we do carry some things or there are things that we don't control at all that do hold us back a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I love that you, you really, um, dove deeper into what I said, because this is really, this is amazing. What you say is so true. And I couldn't, I couldn't really grab this, but that's Mm -hmm. so true. Because whenever I work with people in this in-depth way, they say, Oh, I didn't connect this with that. And now I got such a different perspective on who I am, what I'm capable of, but I never could have done it on my own because I don't know, there is something hidden from my conscious mind. And I didn't know why I was not able to take the next step I wanted, but that's what they said. And now I can connect the dots. That's so true. Mm. Thank you so mm. much for this clarification. I <laughs> well, <love it>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I can be abused, but, you know, it, to me, it's like the work you do and, and we hear a lot like to have an accountability body. I don't know, yeah. like if you're not working with a coach, I've heard it before, at least have a good friend that knows you yeah. that can you know, call it up and say, well, you say you want to do this and that, and now everything is aligned. And however, you're not jumping at that opportunity might mean that either you don't like it as much as you say you like it. Yeah. You know, because I do think a lot of people live in their dreams and they if they Mm -hmm. make their dreams a reality, now they don't have the dream to go to anymore.
1: Right. Would you say that's
0: true that some people are afraid to realize in the dream just because they have idealized the dream so much that then they have to face the reality that, oh, that didn't make me happy as I thought I would be?
1: Yeah. Oftentimes those dreams are like escape mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's true. I'd agree. And sometimes it is the fear of the own power and the fear of the own strengths. Or, yeah, I guess it is power. I was looking for a different good.
0: Um, I like that one. I think that yeah. might be the the fear of your own power. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. That might be your episode's name. I always look for a good episode. But yeah. it's, it's. I love it. I love yeah. it. It, it. It's incredible. And I know in the work you do, while I, you know, I myself, I'm a big diversity and inclusion advocate. And I always push women to realize their biggest, you know, potential. I know that that's one area of focus for you, but I yeah. always say, well, but as a coach or as an intuitive healer, everybody needs healer. It shouldn't only yeah. be that segment, but it is true that women face, you know, other challenges that I believe have a big impact. Like when I, I remember when I was pregnant, a couple of good friends told me, you know, the hormones play dirty and I've always been very positive person, very upbeat bit And I understand when they talk about postpartum depression, when I talk about a lot of things, I'm like, ah, this is what they were me like. I don't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing it. And I was grateful for having those people, you know, that that told me. So I do believe that women have through the way of nature, through the experiences that we have that are a little bit different in terms of that aspect of life even in the change of history, like where we didn't work, now we work. Now, you know, we have had to endure a lot of changes. We can get into that stuck spot easier, I believe, sometimes than men. So I know you work a lot with women. What do you want to share on that front? (laughs) We are complicated beasts.
1: (laughs) I guess we are not. But so definitely everything that you said, I agree 100% with what you said. And so... Through the centuries, uh, women were uh, just suppressed or shut down, silenced. And now there is this big women awakening movement. And I guess this is a good thing. But women, again, they push very hard. And they do a lot of work again. So they are still in this masculine energy when they feel they do this women awakening. They go the same route again, which they wanted to avoid. And it is all about opening up to more um, of this soft energy, of this creative energy, of intuitive, playful, magical stuff. That that doesn't seem like leading to success, but as soon as you start integrating, you don't have to let go of this masculine energy, but not being this driving force of changing everything, staying the feminine or adding the feminine to um, who you are is so powerful because I feel the masculine is this vessel that can contain the feminine. And so the more you are in this masculine energy, the more you can develop this other side and can become complete and whole. And whenever you need masculine energy in your career, do it, but also have the balanced side of the feminine. And that's what I see in clients. They often feel, yes, I'm on this path of awakening and femininity but they're still in this masculine energy, a fight, warrioress. So, those names, they are so masculine. And I think it is, we need a real opening to this feminine side of receiving, being soft, and yeah, being feminine. Oh, I
0: love that. They, they f-
1: this is going to be one of my favorite
0: spots on my mm-hmm. all my podcasts. I think you're, I totally agree with that because I'm a big diversity and inclusion advocate. But I always say, and people that know me know this is true, I love to cook for my family. Mm-hmm. I love to play housewife at home. And people sometimes get surprised because, you know, I run my company too. I'm a CEO. I'm in a male-dominated industry. And I clash a lot sometimes with other women because they, and now you explain it, and I'm like, aha, uh-huh, that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's like you embrace the masculine so much in an effort to compete or to be seen at the same level and on the same qualities that you are completely disregarding your true essence as a woman and all those qualities, feminine qualities that we have that are also very powerful, they get shut down just to compare with the men in their own play field. And that doesn't work. I exactly. do believe that also doesn't work because then you get resistance from them. Right. And, you know, I co-wrote a book and I guess my most quotable thing, and I've said it a few times, but I say I'm proud of that quote. It's, it's about not being one of the boys. It's about being part of the team. And when in the team you bring those qualities of understanding, of reconciliation, of being the thread that links the boys, so to speak, as a woman, I have achieved more doing that than when I've been I've tried to just be one of the boys. Yeah. And everything you explain, I have never heard it explained that way. So thank you for that. That makes total sense to me.
1: You're so welcome. And I love that you asked this question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a very relevant question, I think, Mm -hmm. because this is something that, as we all know, is very relevant. Uh, I always say I'm an equalitarian. I want equal opportunities for everybody, regardless the gender, regardless their color, regardless what they believe. Everybody should have the same opportunity to achieve something. And so, more than, oh, women should be giving more than this, and the event should be like, I just think anybody that wants an opportunity and works hard for it should get it. Yeah. And, and so, I think it's a very, very appropriate conversation. So, Patricia, as we get to, you know, I always give an opportunity to, to speak about any projects that are exciting you these days that we haven't discussed that you want to share with the audience, anything that, that it's in
1: your heart currently that you want to share. So I always love sharing about uh, the opportunity to really um, hop on a human design free call with me, which is 15 minutes, which is an opportunity to learn about the masculine and feminine energies in your energetic blueprint. I don't know if everyone knows about human design which is just a teeny tiny little thing about what I do, but this is what I can offer for free to all the people that love learning about their energetics. Um, mm. And it's just one aspect, but this is, um yeah, nothing that I want to sell people, but really an opportunity to give them something to think and to feel this validation that they are, special and unique the way they are and of course if people want to work with me that's highly appreciated yes of of course course. of course
0: and I will have your web page on the Mm -hmm. on the show notes and you know my goal with this podcast is to show and share like the tools that are out there that amazing people like you that are out there that even through this conversation you're giving me incredible energy, you made me aware of things that I didn't know. You know, tools that are in and and you know, just to be curious and explore. Because you don't lose anything by connecting with somebody somebody else for fifteen minutes and just being right. curious about what that fifteen minutes could bring to your life. And and I'm a firm believer on all that. Like what's the worst that can happen? That I invest fifteen minutes in opening my Viewpoints, my heart Mm. to something that maybe I never explore. So I definitely will share all your info with the audience. And uh, you know, my last question on every interview is about what makes my guest tick. So is there anything that we haven't touched upon that, you know, when you have a tough moment where you really want to connect to your soul, an activity, a, a practice that you engage in that gives you that source of energy? Yes,
1: there is something that comes to my mind whenever I have a question or there is something that I struggle with, I shortly meditate on getting out of the head into my heart, asking this question and really feeling this question with all of my body and then sending the question. So there is a certain meditation that I, I do, sending this question out into the universe and then Getting out there, letting myself be guided by, I don't know what force out in nature and having my senses open to any hints or any ideas on this question, on this feeling of being stuck. And I always get an answer. So this is a vision walk that I literally do in the house or if it, so it is daytime, I go outside. Yeah, I am so surprised that whenever I get out of my head, into the heart, let myself be guided in this intuitive way and trust that something shows up. I have a totally new perspective on my question and I always, always get an answer. So this Mm. is something that is uh, beautiful to do because you can do it anywhere.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great, valuable advice, a vision walk. I love that vision walk. And, you know, yeah, when when I do believe in the in the voice of the soul, I'm a firm believer on that. I've done many crazy things in my life, including this podcast that I started three years ago. And my friends were saying, you're crazy. And now we're over 200 episodes. And, and, you know, it's one of the best things I've done. And it's just by listening to that voice and say, this is something you want to do. And uh, just following for no reason whatsoever, and so I do believe that that voice is real, and uh, we are happier selves when we learn to to listen to it. Yeah. So I thank you for sharing that. I definitely love that, and the vision walk would, would stay with me. And uh, so, Patricia, thank you so much for everything you're sharing and for for being part of Back to Basics. I really enjoyed this conversation.
1: You're so welcome, and thank you for having me on this show and for. Yeah, having this beautiful conversation with me, that was amazing. I loved it. Uh, thank you so much. And to all of you out there, we leave you with
0: this very inspirational conversation and hopefully something resonated and, you know, and just if you feel stuck, there's many, many nuggets of wisdom in this chat to get you unstuck and into your best life. Take care and until a new episode of Back to Basics. You've been listening to Back to Basics.